listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borth. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Friday, third day of December 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It also gives you access to the question box and it also gives you access to the praise and worship videos that we play for about 20 minutes prior to the start of this broadcast. Now, of course, there'll be days when you're out of the office, away from your desktop. We've still got two more ways that you can join the show. Three, actually. Uh, number one, you can go to cfrn.net slash live for a live real-time broadcast of the show, simulcast of the show, as it unfolds, but you won't have access to the question box, you can point your browser to youtube.com slash CFRN. We broadcast the show each and every day live on our YouTube channel. Currently, we have over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived there for your educational and viewing pleasure. Now, if you missed the show live and you are listening after the fact, perhaps you're listening right now after the fact uh, via your favorite podcast player, uh, maybe Apple Podcasts, maybe Spotify. If you want the full video experience complete with charts and everything, then just hit pause on your podcast player and point your browser to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash CFRN. And the fourth way you can join the show after the fact is you can speak to your Alexa device and you can simply say, hey Alexa, play E-mini daily report. And she'll do it. I said it, oh, I thought I said it quiet enough so that she wouldn't kick in. But Alexa, stop. Okay, speaking of that praise and worship music that we play the first 20 minutes, 
that's the Elevation Worship Team. And since the pandemic set in, that is where my family has, we've gone to church in our living room. Since the pandemic started, uh, using our big screen TV in the family room, elevationchurch.org, you can download an app for your phone, but the sermon streamed live and the praise and worship is streamed live. So be sure and check out elevationchurch.org. I think you'll find it as much of a blessing as we have here at home in our family. So with that said, let us open with a word of prayer as we do. Now, first, let me ask you a question. Does the start of the Christmas season fill you with excited anticipation or dread? For some of us, we get to relive our favorite childhood traditions with our own families. For others, the past holiday seasons and lost traditions uh, make our hearts sting a little bit. Now, in Isaiah 9-6, we're reminded that we can have hope and joy this time of year, no matter how painful the past has been. That scripture says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's Isaiah 9, 6. Jesus is our Wonderful Counselor. He is our Prince of Peace. He is our Mighty God. He's the only one with the perfect amount of strength and courage to conquer sin for us and give us hope for this season and beyond. So if you're feeling sad because of lost traditions, seek him for restoration. Jesus came to earth to feel what we feel because he loves who we are. Find new ways to celebrate Christ this Christmas season and know that the good news of Christmas is for you. So join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessings, for your mercy, and for your grace. We praise you, God, for the Christmas season and the remembrance of Jesus' glorious birth. You remind us in Isaiah of your powerful namesake who came to earth for us. He could not be described by just one name or in one way, but he is the one who holds the key to our peace and our freedom. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth to pursue us. Thank you for the traditions that we treasure enough to miss and those that we are blessed to continue celebrating. Forgive us for making Christmas about anything but you. Unearth the routines that threaten to trip us up in pursuit of you and open our eyes to recognize what matters the most. Be with us this Christmas, Jesus. Open our eyes and our hearts to see you in a fresh, new way, whether in the midst of time-honored traditions or fresh, new ways to celebrate your birth. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. And amen. All right. Happy Friday. I hope it is a happy Friday for you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. These are the cash markets, the indices. After that, Michael will come in and give us a recap of what happened in the live training room. And then I'll come back and go over the logic alerts, the concierge trade alerts. Currently right now here in the U.S., the Dow cash market down 229 points. NASDAQ down 415 points. That's huge. That's over 2.5%. The S&P 500 is down 64 points. That's 1.5%. And the Russell 2000 is down 45 points. That's a little over 2%. In the commodity basket, crude oil is up 89 cents, trading 67.39 last. That's a gain of over a one and a quarter percent. Gold is up $17.80, trading $17.8050 last. That's a gain of just over 1%. And silver, silver, you're breaking my heart here. Down 15 cents, trading $22.13 last. It's building a base. That's what I keep telling myself. All right, in the Asian markets at the close, the Nikkei posted a gain of 276 points, which is 1%. Uh, the Shanghai added 33 points. And for the Shanghai, that's almost 1%. But the Hang Seng fell 22 points. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE down 7 points. The DAX down 93. The CAC down 30. That gives us a mixed day in Asia. It's a red day. It was a red day in the UK. And it is a big red Radio Friday here in the US of A with all four of the major indices deeply in the red. And I'm talking Dow, S&P, NQ, and the Russell. As futures traders, we don't care if the market goes up or down. That's the flexibility of trading futures. You can be long, short, and long again all in the same hour if that's what the chart in front of you tells you to do. But we like to see all four of the major indices either all in the red or all in the green. Because when they're all the same color like they are today red, man, does that make for some excellent trading conditions. So with that, Michael, if you're ready, you can take it away. Okay. All right. Michael will give us a recap of every move he made, every trade he took in the live training room this morning. And then I'll come back and we'll cover the logic alerts, the concierge trade alerts. And at any time during the broadcast, if you have a question, type it into the question box. Nobody sees what you type but us. So don't be shy. Ask the question and we shall give you an answer. All right, brothers, it's all yours. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Today is Friday, the um, the third day of December, 2021. Now, if you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to, then go here to eminitrainingschool.com. Right here, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading challenge so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. 
okay? If you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial. So click on that link. All right, now, spreadsheet. Here we go with the spreadsheet. Now, if you're gonna read the spreadsheet, you gotta read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the third day of December, 2021. Today we made two ticks in crude, 25 ticks in gold, and 95 ticks on the ES. We're so close to getting 100 ticks on the ES. I was actually like one tick away at one point, but I had my stop at plus eight and I was holding my cursor on plus 13 and it went up to 14, but I didn't drop it fast enough and it came right back and took me out of date. But anyway, so we're up $1,457 in the morning session. Um, today it took 21 minutes and nine trades to get to the goal for the day at that point, we're up 117.50. It wasn't easy this morning, right at the beginning. And the ES made it easy. Um, we took a total of 29 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're at $2,985 a contract. That's over three trading days, averaging $995 per contract per two hour trading day. On the year now, we're at $229, 229 of 232 possible days of getting the goal. And on the year that puts it $135,060. That's over 232 trading days, averaging $582 per contract per two hour trading day. Um, if you were to quit when you got your goal for the day, and you were to add one contract per month. That's the 2420 blueprint. Um, you would have only worked a total of 61.55 hours on the year, and you would have averaged $2,851 per hour on the year. Okay, now let's get into what happened. I'm gonna slide that back over here. And hang on, get that thing again, there we go. I just want to look at this on the 30 minute and see where we are. Okay, so we did go all the way back down to this weekly trading zone. We're just at it right now. Now, yesterday, that's where we started, right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the wrong weekly trading zone. This is the weekly trading zone right over here. Oh yeah, so we're back at that one. That's right. That's where we started yesterday, okay? Right down here at this weekly trading zone. Now you see this zone is held a few times here. Um, we ended here on December 1st, today is the third. We started here yesterday and we're right in the middle of it all today. So I'm thinking if we back this way out, this goes like this, goes like this, and this goes like this. You guys ever heard of, um, here, I'll see if I can draw it for you. The W, W. That's the W, okay? That is a pattern. <laughs> and um, that's what we're in right now. Like it or not, that is where we are with the ES. Um, I'm gonna hit that. I'm gonna do the ES last because I had a whole bunch of trades on the ES. All right, so I'll start out with crude oil. I didn't have that many on crude. Um, let me bring up the question box. I didn't bring that up yet. In case anybody asked me the odd question. Daniel, are you in here right now? Uh, no, we're not. Okay, crude oil. Here we go. Now, there were a lot of trades that I didn't end up taking on crude, but the ones that I did end up taking, well, they got me just a little above break even. My first trade on crude was right here. I picked up six ticks. Then I had a break even. Then I stopped out pretty much to the tick right here. Then I went right up to the number I was looking for. 
and it came back down off it. I missed the follow-up trade right here. Um, it looks like I missed a couple of trades. I missed that one there. That would have been a really nice trade. Then I missed a trade here and there and there and here. And I was missing a lot of trades on here because the ES was going nuts. So you know, there was a short there and we'll keep going all the way over here. It looks like there was nothing you could do there or here until right there. There was a long right in there. Okay, so at this point we're at minus two on crude and then we picked up four ticks right here to get us to plus two, All right? But you can see I missed a whole bunch of trades and that brought us to the break. So I was at plus two going into the break. Let's see, we had this big move down. Was there a place we could have shorted on this move down? One little one right there. Could have, could have taken another one right in here for that first part of that down. Right, if you stayed in it, you could have gotten the whole thing. Um, but the first part, you could have taken a short from right here to grab that down to there. And if you stayed in it, you know, as I said, there's only about a 20 second trade um, to go from here to here, something like that, wasn't it? No, maybe it was a little longer than that. 11.48, we'll say, all the way down here. No, it was like a, almost a four minute trade, three and a half minutes. Either way, you were sitting happy for those three and a half minutes. There was a bounce off the BBC right here, that short. And another short right there. And that was about it for the crude. We ended up with plus two on crude. Okay, now I'll do gold next. This is huge run on gold. And I didn't get in here, and I only got a little bit of it right there. I'll get to that in a minute. I was surprised that it didn't retrace more than this, though. I had drawn this level in, this level in, this level in. I ended up getting a break even on that. But um, I'll go back to the beginning on gold. Okay. You see gold had some really big moves. But, well, we started out here. Our first trade on gold, we were plus one. And then the next one, we were plus three, four, because we ended up with five. I didn't think we had five, but we did when I looked at the dom. Um, so we were plus five there, then we had a break even here, and then right here, we went all the way down here and came all the way back up here, and I ended up only getting two ticks out of that. Um, so we're at plus seven at that point, and then we had a 15 tick trade here to put us at plus 22. And then we had a eight tick trade here to put us at 30, then we stopped out, put us back to 22. And this one, yeah, it was stopped me out pretty much to the tick, and that was too bad that it stopped me out to the tick because that was really fast. And the news came out right here. That was on news. And I was actually happy it stopped me out to the tick because I thought the news was going to go the other way. And then it went in the way that I would have appreciated it going while it was still in it. But anyway, stopped me out to the tick. And then we had a break even after that. So at this point, after it stopped me out to the tick, we were at 22. Okay, and then right here we picked up a few more to get me to 25. Then we had another stop out to the tick again. That put me back down to 17. Then we had, oh, it must have been eight ticks, okay, because we went from 17 to 25 there. And then we had a break even there. And then, uh, then we get into the break. And let's see, during the break, once it broke out, once it got out all this chop, I was thinking it was going to retrace a little deeper of this move right here but it didn't, and it was trying to reset the cycle all through here, and it finally got it done right over here. 
we could get some more long trades. There was one there, one there, and one there. It looks like that you could have taken. And that was it on the gold. So we ended with plus 25 on the gold. Now the ES, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, 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 ten,
I'm going to fix a spreadsheet in a minute. I think I had six more trades than, than I actually have listed down here in the numbers on here. Anyway, then we get into the break. It was choppy all through here. Um, there was a trade off the BBC right here. And turned around, started to look to the short side, and it finally gave a short right in here during the break. Then it was still going down, and it was just tanking. I gave another little short right there, another short right in here. We're still a half an hour away from from where we are right now. So you can see it was just bouncing all over the place in here. Look down at the slingshot and see where you have the right kind of separation. Then look up here and see if you had a trade set up. That's basically what I'm doing right now. There was a shot there, 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 there. Um, on the long side, there was one right in here, it looks like. Um, and... We scroll all the way over here. Let's see. See on here, it was doing a cycle reset. Um, we have bearish separation, but we're trading above the BBC. So it's doing a cycle reset through here. It did give, nope, it didn't actually give a short there. Um, it did give a long right here and another one right there. And that was it. There's a short going on right here, right now. So that was it. I mean, there was just a ton of opportunity on the ES today. And I listed 95, but I know there were more than that. I probably had 120 or something like that today. More than that. I just know it was more than that. <laughs> and I had, I counted a total over here. This is where this goes. The total was about 35. Okay. So if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you got to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today's the third day of December 2021. Today we made two ticks in crude, 25 ticks in gold, and 95 ticks on the ES. Now, we actually made a lot more than that, but that's what I kept track of. So on the day, we're up $1,457 on the, on the first two hours. And today it took 21 minutes and nine trades to get to $117 a contract and took a total of 35 trades. So on the month now, we're up $2,985. That's over nine trading days, averaging $995 per contract per two-hour trading day. On the year now, um, we've gotten our goal for the day on 229 out of 232 days. And so that puts us at $135,060 per contract per two-hour trading day. Okay, that's one contract, two hours a day. Averaging $582 on the year, $582 per day okay, per contract. Now, if you were to um, quit trading after you got your goal for the day and add one contract per month and get every single fill exactly as I did, then, um, and uh, on 12 contracts, then uh, right now you would, you would only work 61.5 hours this year and um, you would have averaged $2,851 per hour on the year. Now, if you have not taken a free trial with us, go here to eminitrainingschool.com. Right here on this page, all we ask you is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training challenge, so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button, you're going to be sent to confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so make sure you click on it. All right, there you go, Dwayne. It's all yours.
Um, Michael, hold on. Hold on. All right. Uh, holding on. Okay, I was just, I was reading, I was... He wants to know about the premium because of the high volatility for the options. There. Yeah, it, if you're going to be, it's not as volatile on the SPY, that's what the options are on there, not on the ES futures. The volatility is going to make the futures options really expensive right now. Okay, but it's not that volatile on the uh, on the SPY. Now, the thing that I, I said in the in last night in, uh, in a message to Hans, actually, who just signed on to the Passport Holder... Um, the thing about the options on the SPY is they don't trade 24 hours a day like the futures do, or you know, 23 hours a day like the futures do. So you can get a pretty good idea from what happened overnight with the futures on what's going to happen with the SPY options. So you know, you know, you know, the options are going to open up in the morning, and you can have a pretty good idea of how they're going to open up based on what the futures have done. So if you look at the bid ask of the prior day. And you can get a feel for whether you're going to be able to get, you know, get filled on the bid instead of on the ask, or somewhere in between, um, or just put in an order that's down below the bid. You know, and that's a whole bunch of things that we can get into now that you're a passport holder. We can get into all that stuff. Okay, just set up a one-on-one -on -one with me too, right? He's got okay. one set up with me this afternoon. I don't know if where he's at right now, if he's better served by meeting with me or with you. I'll leave that up to you, Han. Right. Uh, you can meet with both of us if you want. Oh, that was I was talking to Michael on this one. Oh, you were talking to Michael. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the guy, the guys that want to meet with you, they specifically asked yeah. for you. Han, I'll see you at 4:45 Eastern. Yeah. Okay. So now you can take the charts back. Okay. Here we go. But, but Michael, did that answer your question? The if you look at the SPY, I'll show you the SPY right now. Hold on. Uh, well, I was going to show you. Dwayne, can you show him the SPY on um, on TradingView? Uh, you know, I actually, I actually can. But I was going to show you. Let me show you this because I've got it on that window already. Uh. Mm -hmm. The praise and worship music that we play in the mornings before the afternoon show starts, it's the Elevation Worship Team, and I wanted to, now this is a guest pastor last week, he's not the, uh, he's not Stephen Furtick, who's the regular pastor, but there was a spot I saw on here about locations, 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 where did I see that? Giving groups, volunteer. Maybe it's over here. Locations. There it is. Locations. Okay. locations. So Asheville. there's Asheville. Oh, they're all around Charlotte. Valentine, Valentine's in Charlotte. Yep. Blakely's in Charlotte. He normally preaches live out of Valentine, and he simulcasts to the other campuses. There's Charlotte, Columbia, South Carolina. Concord, North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina, Gastonia, Greensboro, Greenville, Cornelius, Matthews, Palm Bay, Florida, Morrisville. So, guys, if you don't live anywhere near here, my family, since the beginning of the pandemic, we've gone to church in our living room via our big screen TV because they stream the worship service and the preaching live every Sunday morning. And I always try to put a link in the breeze 
channel on Telegram so that you guys have a link to go directly to that. Okay, now, <clears throat> you had a question for me. Uh, yeah, I just put up the could... SPY. SPY. Yeah, and look at it on a 30-minute. SPY on a 30-minute. See, it's just not as volatile as the futures are. I mean, it's it shows a little bit of volatility, but it's showing, you know, like 10 points in a day. It's a big, it's a big amount of volatility for it. And so far today, it's shown it, on, it's shown it up. So, but in the last 30 minutes, not on the day. <laughs> well, we got a bearish cross. We're below the BBC on the 30-minute. Yep. yep, so I'd look for it to pull back up to the BBC here, and then, you know, we'll see what happens with that uh, after that. Daily. It can get rid of that on balance right. volume on the bottom. I don't know what yeah, happened Yeah, and you know what? Uh, let's see, I think I can just click it and cool. hit delete. Yep. Yeah. And my slingshot's not showing up for some reason, so. I renamed it. That's probably why. Okay, I'll just, I'll just you can delete that, that one too. and hit delete. Yep, delete that one. And then go to your functions uh, up on the top. Go to the indicators, FX, right up above there. Uh -huh. there Click on not favorites, one right next to it, FX, right next to it. That one. Uh -huh. And go to invite only. Okay. Invite only. And the slingshot right there. There it is. Do I need to? Yep, there we go. Okay. Now it's your favorite, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so I can close this. Mm -hmm. Okay, there so there's is. the old slingshot. And on the daily chart, we're pulling up to the BBC on those on the spy. So, there. anything else you want me to show? Uh, nope, that was it. I All just right. wanted to show that to Michael. A couple of headlines, guys. It's really important. Uh, Germany on Thursday said it was imposing a nationwide lockdown for people who have not been vaccinated against coronavirus. The unvaccinated are banned from entering non-essential businesses but can go to essential ones such as supermarkets and pharmacies. Outgoing Chancellor Angela Merkel and her successor, successor Olaf announced Unvaccinated people are also forbidden to meet with more than two people from another household. Crowds at large events such as soccer matches will be limited and bars and restaurants in areas with high infection rates will have to shut down. The fourth wave must be broken and this has not yet been achieved according to Merkel who last time I checked was not a doctor or a scientist. Okay, now if this can happen in Germany, don't think it can happen in America, uh, because it can. Yeah, I know we've got some members in Congress that are fighting this thing, but and all of us remember Laverne and Shirley, Laverne and Shirley, uh, Carmine Ragusa. In real life, Eddie Mecca has passed at 69, and. Actor Alec Baldwin told ABC News' George Stephanopoulos in an interview that aired yesterday he did not pull the trigger of the gun he was holding on the set of the movie Rust when it fired a live round, killing the film's cinematographer and wounding director Joel Sousa. Baldwin said, I would never 
point a gun at anyone and pull the trigger at them. Never. Baldwin said, someone put a live bullet in the gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. Baldwin was holding an antique revolver, rehearsing a scene for the Western in October at the Bonanza Creek Ranch near Santa Fe, New Mexico, when the gun went off. On Tuesday, the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office issued a new search warrant indicating that investigators might have determined where the live round came from. Then there was something, oh, in uh, things you need to know in tech, nearly half of the Ford Mustangs sold in November were electric. That's kind of a big deal. Last month, Ford sold just over 3,000 of its Mustang Mach-E, its first modern electric vehicle. Now, this is crazy. Jack Dorsey has rebranded his crypto company, Square, uh, he calls it Block, formerly Square. Can you believe they're getting into this business, Michael, after what they did to us? Unbelievable. Briefly referenced tungsten cubes, the super heavy metal blocks that cost up to $3,500. If you Google uh, tungsten cubes, you can read about it. You can read about the hype and... It makes absolutely no sense to me, any whatsoever. Uh, the latest moves in tech, uh, Tanium is losing its chief revenue officer. Uh, the head of cryptocurrency at Facebook is departing. I bet he or she is going to block uh, Brett Taylor is now the co-CEO at Salesforce. We know Jack Dorsey stepped down as Twitter's CEO so he could focus on Square, which is now Block. And Apple lost one of its top car hardware engineers to a flying taxi startup. Think about it. We got flying taxis coming. Not in 10 years. Really soon. The most used emoji of 2021 has been revealed. Despite being deemed uncool by Gen Z, the laugh-crying emoji, which I know a lot of you guys use in Telegram, was this year's most popular emoticon. Here are the other faces people love this year. Let's see if it's going to block me. Oh, I got to get rid of that. Okay, the laugh-cry emoji was the most used emoji in the world according to the Unicorn, Unicode Consortium. In fact, the 10 most used emoji haven't changed much since 2019. So what are the other ones? Are you going to show us? Here are the 10 used most worldwide. I thought they would just give us a list. Apparently, they're not going to be that kind. Uh, See, the cake jumped 88 spots to number 25. The balloon ranks at number 48. Okay. So, okay, here's the 10 most used right here. Laughing while crying. Uh, the heart. That. The thumbs up, which probably I use 10 times a day or more. More crying. Praying. A heart. More hearts. Eyes as hearts. And the old smiley face. So, again, guys, uh, watch 
the Breeze channel Sunday morning for the link to take you to the live broadcast of the praise and worship and the sermon at Elevation Church in North Carolina. So since they just built the new CCV campus right here close to our house, we're going to go there Saturday afternoons for the 4 o'clock service, and then we'll still attend Elevation Church Sunday morning in our living room where me, my wife, my son, uh, it's just like we're in church, man. When the praise and worship team's playing, we stand up, we clap, we lift our hands, uh, we, we enter in. Some of you know what that means. I think most of you know what that means. Okay, with all that said, Garrett will be joining us at the top of the hour, so I better get scooting. And we'll start out with Logic 247. That is our 24-7 around-the-clock e-mini alert service. The global markets open Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern and remain open until Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern with a one-hour break every day from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Last night at 6 p.m. Eastern, it became the Friday session, even though it was still Thursday here in the U.S. Since the markets opened this past Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, Logic 247, we're in week 174. This week, we've issued 73 alerts. 12 never triggered. We're still waiting on the results of two. So there have been 59 actionable alerts, of which 5 or 8% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, using market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our passport holders. Now, along with Logic 247, our original alert service, which goes back a decade at this point, the format is different. The concierge trade alerts are published as a static report shortly after the Globex open. Last night it was 6.20 p.m. Eastern. It's important for the markets that you trade to make note, as soon as this is posted, go look at the price of the markets you trade. <clears throat> because from that point forward, if price starts trending up towards 45.99, that's bullish. And so our strategy will look for opportunities to be long the market. And that's where you'll use everything you learn in the live training room along with the help of Logic 247, to find opportunities to be long the market. On the other hand, if price starts trending down towards 45.54, that's bearish, and so our strategy will look for opportunities to be short the market. And again, that's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room to find opportunities to be short the market. When we go to the charts in just a second, you'll see how I've drawn a line in the sand there and a line in the sand there. I've done that for each of the markets. The markets we cover in Logic 247 are the exact same markets we cover in the Concierge Trade Alerts. If you want a screenshot of these, feel free to grab it. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So, with that done, we'll go to the daily chart of the S&P 500. That's where we start every day by taking a look at the daily chart. I encourage you, whatever you trade, 
whenever you trade, when you sit down for a trading session, go look at your daily chart, okay, with your indicators on, so that you understand from a big picture view what the market is trying to do. And then as you go to your smaller time frames, the time frames that you actually execute on, this will help you make your decisions to either buy or sell. Now, this is a daily chart. We've got a bearish cross. We can, we talked about it in the live training room. In fact, I posed the question this morning. I said, guys, what is the next obvious thing that the S&P 500, from the daily perspective, what's the next high probability move? Now, price was about right here when I asked the question. Since I asked the question, price did exactly what, and a bunch of the guys in the room, all the, quite a few guys got the answer right. And a lot of people I know just knew the answer and didn't bother to type it in. But look what happened. We went right down to that 50% Fib and bounced. When we hit the 38% Fib retracement, we bounced 100 points. And then when we hit the 50% Fib, we bounced 60 plus points. Then we run into red and falling, which is bearish. And now we've gone down to test the 50% FIB. And as I mentioned in the room this morning, I said the really big question is what happens when we retest the 50% FIB? Do we bounce or do we fall through down to the 62% FIB? So here's a window of opportunity waiting to be filled. It may not fill today, it could fill Sunday night. Now, the last leg up, the low of the last leg up was put in right here on October 1st. The all-time historic high in the S&P 500 was put in on November 22nd. Here's the 24% FIB, the 38% FIB, which gave us a 100-point bounce, the 50% FIB, which gave us a, the first time, a 60-plus point bounce, but we hit red and falling, which we know is bearish. And so I look for price to continue down. And I suspect that we will close today's session at the 50% Fib retracement or possibly even lower. Now, the 50% Fib is at 4,500. We have a weekly trading zone at 4,503 4.504. Now, I want to point out that the weekly trading zone at 0304 has nothing to do with this 50% FIB. It's two separate things coming together, okay? It's important to understand that. In fact, the low of this candle, can I, can I get a read on it? Let's see. Might have, I can't. But it looks like the swing low. Well, we'll see it on our 30-minute chart. The swing low yesterday. Today, we came down and we tagged the 4503.04 weekly trading zone. Okay. So, we got a bearish setup, rounding top. We've gotten rejected at red and falling. We didn't even make it up to the BBC, okay? So that, that shows the bearish momentum in the market.
because we weren't able to make it up to the BBC. We got to red and falling, and that sent us falling. And we're falling as I speak. Now, Garrett's coming on in a few minutes, so I need to move quick. Okay. Vertical line on the chart separates yesterday, Thursday, from today, Friday. And Friday began last night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Come on. I say, I say, come on. There we go. Uh, finally. Oh, not quite enough. All right. So the short CTA, uh, the long side did trigger. So I guess we'll discuss that. On the first move up, 45.99, we made it to, come on, come on, please. I'm not getting my pop-up. Why no pop-up, Bob? What's up? Oh, there it is. The swing high was, I can barely read it. 46.02. Okay, so that's a three-point move at $50 a point, $150 per contract traded. And then price got back below the trigger. We triggered again. This time, we ran up to 46.06. and a half. Okay, so that's seven and a half points of $50 a point. Once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. So here was the open last night. Here's the short CTA. Right down to the target. Now, on every long alert, the final trade to target there can be multiple targets, but the final trade to target on a long is the zone above, and the final trade to target on a short is the zone below. And this came right down to the zone. So from 54 to 44, it's 10 points, uh, but the zone is 44 slash 45, so it's really 9 points, okay? At $50 a point, $450 per contract traded. Then we triggered again. Come on now. All right, it's not giving me my pop-up, so I'm just going to have to try to round it. The markets, there's a lot of, I got to get on the computer. I'm just going to do it. Uh, looks like we had a four-point drop, a three, you know, 54 to 50. Uh, so we'll call it three points. And then this looks like another three, so two more three-point trades. And then price got 
back above the BBC, did the stuff on the long side, then we get a bearish cross, and then this morning we come back down through the short CTA, and we go straight to the target. That's another nine points, $50 a point, $450 per contract traded. Then price got back above the trigger and did it again, okay? Now, as we can see, it kept going, but the official entry and the official target is nine points. And on this candle here, oh, that's step line. That's not a wick. So uh, I doubt we'll see another short CTA trigger today. Not that we won't see more short trading opportunities. We most likely will. In fact, we got a window of opportunity staring us in the face right here. Uh, let's call it 45.12 down to 45.07. That's a five-point window of opportunity. At $50 a point, that's $250 per contract traded. On the Dow, the long side, it looks like got rejected. Definitely rejected here. We're putting a high at 771. Uh, that's like 50 bucks per contract. And then we triggered a second time and ran to 795. So that's 35 points at $5 a point. That's over $150 per contract traded. On the short side on the Dow, We triggered early in, we, we got rejected early in the session, but then this morning as we came down and triggered 34,420, we made it down to 353. So if I called it 60 points, $5 a point, $300 per contract traded. Then we got back above the trigger and we triggered again, roughly another $300. No, this one continued all the way down to the zone. This one, because see, this candle ended here, but this candle opened red and headed down. And so the low of this candle is 343. Uh, and the zone is 2627. Reminder, these zones are published Monday morning, 6.15 a.m. Eastern for all of our members. We published the zone since December 14th of 2009, and they have become one of the most important trading tools in my trading toolbox. So we had a little trigger, then we had a decent trigger, then we had a nice trigger, and then we had a really nice trigger, okay? All right, on to the Russell. Uh, looks like on the long side, the Russell Didn't give us much. Uh, it gave us two and a half points. So if your goal is two points a day, there's two and a half. And then we triggered on the short side. We triggered early in the session and then we triggered again this morning. Okay. A lot of these short triggers happened last night during the workshop. Okay. So on the first trigger, we ran right to the target from 2187, not 
again. And so from 97 to 27, is that 30 points? Uh, 27 minus 97. That's 70 points at $20 a point. That's $1,400 per contract traded here and here. And then we found support temporarily. We consolidated here at this weekly trading zone. We've now traded below it. Price has pulled up to the step line. Looks like it wants to head lower. And so, uh, small window of opportunity. That, you know what? Leave that one alone. We'll go with this one. Okay. That's roughly 15. That's 587. Down at 67. That's 20 points, $20 a point, $400 per contract traded. But there's no reason it can't keep falling down to the next weekly trading zone, which would be a whole lot of bank. Okay. All right. So we've covered all the indices. Let's go to crude oil. Long CTA on crude oil. Okay, we got rejected the first couple times. The trigger was 68.60, and we made it up to well, $100 per contract traded. 10 ticks, $10 a tick. And then we get back below the trigger and do it again. And then we get back below the trigger, and we do it again. This time it was only $80 per contract traded. And we triggered again and we ran all the way up to so that's let's see 60 and 60. Let's see. 40. Yeah, so this is a $620 per contract move. Here's where we opened last night. This is a window I'd drawn uh, either last night. Yeah, it would have been on the show yesterday. Price pulls back to the BBC. Remember, the pullback holds more often than it doesn't. And we run up here where we get that $100 trade. Then we pull back to the BBC. The pullback holds. Off we go again. Now, we know that not every pullback is going to hold. Eventually, it's going to have to give way or we would have static sideways markets so now we have a bearish cross okay so windows of opportunity on crude would look like something like 66.70 to 66. That's $200 per contract traded. No, wait. Yeah, $66.70 to $66.50. It's $200 per contract traded if that window fills. But the short CTA is way down here. So if price trades through this window, 
you got to look left to see where your potential support is and it's right there okay so just keep in mind you got to you know if that window fills and keeps going and you stay with it just know that you've got potential resistance right here off these lows oh you've got another potential I'm potential support I'm sorry you got potential support off this bullish cross whenever you have a bullish cross or bearish cross that leads to an extended move the first time price revisits the area where the cross took place in this case it will almost always give you support at least enough for a decent bounce and the second or third time it comes through okay let it get through there let it get through there and then you can trade the short CTA okay all right uh Nagarit, are you here yet Joan, Dwayne, do you trail your stops with these or just leave the original stop? I leave the original stop. I, Mark Douglas in his book, Trading in the Zone, he says you have to learn to assume the risk and then pay yourself as the market makes money available. Now, that's hard to do with one contract. It's easier to do with multiple contracts. But because important prices, important areas are almost always tested, Wherever my entry is on a trade, I know price is going to come back to that area. So I can do a couple things. I can, like the first leg down off the trigger, I could just take that profit real quick. You know, maybe a couple, three points. Then it goes back, triggers again. On the second trigger, it usually drops farther. Uh, and then on the third trigger, it usually drops even farther. Okay. So... On the Fortech range chart in the live training room, Michael, you teaches you aggressive risk management, which we that's what we want you to learn. If you choose to go from the mechanical model to the discretionary model, then we use market structure to determine where to place our stop. But we never want to risk more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, based on the structure of the market and that simple three-step process we teach all of our traders okay I don't see Garrett yet Garrett if you're out there you're seven minutes late but that's okay because I'm not quite done so your timing will be impeccable whatever that means perfect okay on gold, the CTA was 17.73, not 0.1. Okay, from 73, we put in a swing high at 74. So it's $180 per contract traded. Then price got back below the trigger. This time it hit the target. Okay, so from 73 to 77. That's $400 per contract traded. Okay, then price got back below the trigger. Triggered again. But this time it ran to 
so $110 per contract traded then back below the trigger and then this time it ran to 75.6 so that's $260 per contract traded then we got back below the trigger now you gotta let price get above blue and climbing before you think about taking this but it also ran to the target and we got back below the trigger and it ran to the target again one two three four five six seven seven trades one alert not unusual that is not an anomaly if you're watching this show for the first time let me say it again once an alert triggers there is a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times the only times we don't see those multiple triggers is when we have a really strong directional day where the market just takes off like a rocket ship or totally falls out of bed okay price always returns important prices important areas are almost always tested I can't stress that enough and silver we have rolled forward by the way to the H contract and silver has been a real Rip Van Winkle of late you're breaking my heart silver you're killing me all right we got rejected at the long CTA the short T CTA 2216 uh, we got rejected on the short side 2216 we dropped to 2204 we'll call it so that's 12 pennies a hundred pennies is five grand 25 pennies is $1,250 and what you're looking at here the market made 12 pennies available and you see how market at the zone found resistance we spiked the zone but resistance and now we're at the zone again resistance whenever price rises to a weekly zone we expect resistance and when price drops to a zone we expect support Okay, so the S&P is pulling up to red and falling. It's not filled our window of opportunity. Dow also pulling up to the BBC. Market's trying to turn itself around. Okay, but it's got a lot of work to do. That crude trade that we're just starting to enter that window. And Q we have not entered the window yet we just got to be patient wait for gravity to take hold and just pull us right down through that beauty which brings us all the way back around to the daily chart where we have again as discussed in the live training room this morning i ask everybody what's the next high probability move and lots of people had the right answer a drop to the 50 percent fib but the question was is what happens when we get to the 50 do we bounce again like we did here or do we trade through it and then the next target on the downside from the daily perspective becomes the 62% fib 
the lower trend line channel and worst case scenario this bullish cross area would serve as very good support now let me figure out what the heck's going on with Garrett because I got much to do today gotta go to the car repair shop I always hate that but this guy sounded nice on the phone Dude, are you coming on? Yes. Did All right. You, uh, let's see. What time are we? It's it's eleven. It's eleven. It's it's ten o'clock your time. It's time. Did oh, I tell you the gosh. wrong time? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'll come on quickly. I'm sorry. I was thinking we. we I, I thought you said eleven. And so I, I may have, Garrett, I'm, I may have messed up, and that's my fault, but we still would love you to come on if you can. Yeah, let me, uh, let me grab, I had, I had put together uh, some stuff, have, uh, if I come on in five minutes, is that... Yeah, yeah, work? yeah, here's what I'll do, I'll go ahead and do our good word for the day, and then you'll pop in. Okay, so just come on in okay. when you're ready, alright? Okay. Okay, guys, see how transparent we are? Alright. Uh, good word for the day. Last few days we've been talking about thinking more about others than ourselves. That's a great lesson. Today, lost my place okay we've been talking the last few days about thinking about others more than ourselves, and so today we're going to start talking about thoughts on giving I'm sure all of you are familiar with the biblical principle of the tithe and all of that in 2nd Corinthians 8 7 but as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. As you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. So, What's Paul talking about? Giving. God has not called you to be a reservoir that stores up all of his blessings for yourself, but a river that carries his blessings to others. See, if you become that reservoir storing up God's blessings, you know, all of a sudden you've got enough money to actually worry about, you start building walls. You start trying to figure out how to protect it. It becomes stagnant. It becomes poisonous. You, you ever been around a pond, a stagnant pond? The stench. Oh my goodness. Not good. You don't want to become 
that pond. It needs to flow in and flow out. Now, God expects you to take care of your family, your home. You know, you got to... Charity starts at home. Making sure you got to take care of your family. But then, we're talking about what goes above and beyond that. Okay? Many Christians have learned how to get, but not how to give. If you get into a posture of being a getting Christian without being a giving Christian, your life of faith will wither and die on the vine. There are two seas in Palestine, and both are fed by the Jordan River. One sea is fresh and brimming with life. Fish are in it. Splashes of green adorn its banks and trees, spread their branches over it, stretching out their thirsty roots to sip of its nourishing waters. But the other sea has no life at all. Now, I'm trying to paint a picture here. There's two seas in Palestine. Both are fed by the Jordan River. One is full of life. The other is not. The other sea has no life in it. It's why they call it the Dead Sea. Okay? It's nasty. No fish can live in it. No one can drink of it. For the water is harsh and salty. Yet both are fed by the Jordan. So what's the difference? The Sea of Galilee receives water from the Jordan, but it also gives. For every drop that flows into it, another drop flows out of it. But the other sea hoards its water. Every drop it gets, it keeps. The Sea of Galilee gives and lives. The other sea gets and keeps. And that's why they call it the Dead Sea. Don't miss the point here. When you hoard and keep your blessings to yourself, you die spiritually. But when you give generously, you come to life spiritually. And that's our good word for the day. All right, let's see if Garrett's made it in yet. Hal. Hal said, Dwayne, great analysis. I need to get more of these radio shows. Hal, there's over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived on our YouTube channel. So, Whenever you have free time, you're looking for something to do, you're in a waiting room somewhere, or your morning constitution, whenever, just point your browser on your phone, tablet, PC, Mac, to youtube.com slash CFRN, and all of the shows are in chronological order, based on date. And I encourage new people to not just listen to today's show or yesterday's show, but I encourage you to go back a month, six months, a year, two years, you'll hear us talking about the exact same things using the same underlying principles, using the same indicators. We haven't changed a rule to our trading or a line in our code since, I think, 2008. But to be generous, I'll call it 2010. Because if it's not broke, you should know by now you don't try to fix it. All right. So Garrett should be here. 
but I don't see him. Does anybody have any questions? Anything you want to talk about? As we wait on Garrett to make his grand entrance. Let me scroll up. He comes in with a hot mic, so we'll hear him when he gets here. Hal asks, uh, can you show that silver chart again? I'd be happy to. Silver has just been asleep at the wheel you know, for days. Yesterday, today. I mean, I mean, it just hasn't done a lot of late. And I see this as building a base. We're at the weekly trading zone right now. 2248-2249. But for the last two days, price has been above the VVC, below, above, below, above, below, above, below. That is, those are not good trading conditions. There he is. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Joanne. James, I got to call you back, okay? Yeah, James. Excuse me. I just had a, uh, had a call there. I'm, um, I'm going to make you the presenter, okay? Okay. All right. Now, let's see if I can move this and it goes. Okay, cool. I can see your chart. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to show uh, a few things. Uh, and today was interesting. Well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll get to that in just a, a little bit. This is um, the S&P. Uh, we talked about it, uh, I think, yesterday. But um, here's the trend line from the March low of last year, 2191 up to currently 4525 and a high of 40, what was it, 4743, something like that. Anyway, um, here's your trend line. Here's the external low here. And we've come right down to it for the last three days. What I wanted to show you was the McClellan oscillator. And here is... Here is a time when we had as full employment as we've ever had. We had arguably whether it was the best economy ever. It was certainly one of the best at least. Uh, and unemployment for everybody was arguably at all time record levels uh, and certainly at record levels for blacks and Hispanics. So this was- Did you see the real news that came out this morning, Garrett? What is, I'm sorry, what? Did you hear the news, or did you see the the economic reports that came out this morning? Which We, we which had one? a few. Uh, at 8.30, we had high-impact non-farm payrolls. They were looking for 550000 They got 210000 So a huge <clears throat> miss, big red number. But then, on the unemployment rate, surprisingly enough, uh, the unemployment rate, they were expecting 4.5, but it came in better than expected at 4.2. You know, uh, to, uh, yeah, I, I saw the 4.2, and I heard uh, uh, Biden comment about it. And the uh, ISM and manufacturing, uh, non-manufacturing PMI, which is another high-impact report that came out at 10 a.m. Eastern, they were looking for 65, and they got 69.1, which is 
a positive for the market. <laughs> which which one was that, Dwayne? Dwayne ISM which, which non-manufacturing oh, okay. PMI. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Better than I, I would venture to guess that the true unemployment rate in the country is much closer to forty-two percent than it is to four point two, and and I mean much closer. Uh, isn't it amazing when you think about it? And you think, uh, you know, what is one of the, the greatest problems of the uh, of the country right now? Well, uh, gee, we've got people that we want to go to work, but we can't get anybody to take the job. You, you, you've we've heard all heard that. Uh, gee, we can't get people and even getting right. Starbucks right. jobs. Mm -hmm. and, and you think, well, why is that? Well, apparently they've spent 17 trillion on the pandemic. I was just reading, and I can't even imagine that the the uh, the infrastructure bill is supposed to be 1.2 trillion, and supposedly there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that has nothing to do with infrastructure. So they spent all this money on this pandemic. Uh, they're telling you they've got 4.2. I mean, that just insults anybody's intelligence. I would think. I mean, if they have 4.2% unemployment in typical economic terms, that's pretty much called full employment. And you've got businesses that are closed. The number of businesses that were open back here on this chart compared to now are significantly more over here. A multitude of businesses have been just completely closed. All those people are out of work, or most of them. Some of them might have come back and got a job. But to say that there's 4.2% unemployment is absolute insanity. Um, like you say, you can't even get people to take jobs, much less the people that are unemployed. And, and what is the deal? If you've been unemployed for more than a year, I mean, maybe they dropped it down to three months. You know, if you've been unemployed for a short period of time, well, we don't count you anymore. Excuse me? I mean, isn't that kind of like, isn't that like taking a census uh, and there's uh, say, well, we're looking to see how many people there are living in America and then how many in each state and then how many in the counties. And that's what we use the census for. But we're not counting people uh, that are uh, over 37 years of age. So that, well, then why are you doing it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not saying they're doing that, but isn't that the equivalent of what we see in these unemployment numbers? Now, our unemployment, in reality, I have no idea what the number is, but it's got to be far closer to the pit of the Great Depression than to any other time. I mean, it's there's all sorts of people who's had their businesses completely decimated. You've got a ton of young people and, and others who, you know, do you want to work? No. No, I'm entitled to freedom. I'm entitled to a free education. I'm entitled to go down to your store and steal whatever I want and not have anybody um, uh, take any legal action against me. Uh, and no, why would I want to work when I can go down and steal whatever I want and probably get a check you know, uh, you know, it's 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 unbelievable. Anyway, I'll go back to this. Uh, uh, this uh, well, beforehand, you were bringing up those economic points. What do you what were you what do you think on uh, on the uh, upshot of today's economic info? Uh, I think it's not going to change the downward trajectory of the market. 
I think that's the point. And We've this already is where bounced I was... off the 50% Fib again today. Uh, but we're starting to drop again. So, um, You know what? Let me pull something. Let me pull these charts over on my other screen so I can give you some exact numbers with uh, what I wanted to show you here. I was going to do it uh, via memory, but uh, why take that risk? Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, over here, um, this is a, a horrible collapse. I don't remember what it was, but it was something like 35%. Isn't that, isn't that right? The, the, the drop into the, uh, the March low. I'm sorry. Ask that question again. I think it was something like a 35% correction. Isn't that right? And, and it took a month to happen. Something like the, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I'm just doing that off the top of my head. But um, I want to show you um, what I'm looking at here. This is this low here on the McClellan oscillator is a minus 332 or something. Let me let me check that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, this is a minus 413. And this is an extreme. This is the fastest crash, I think, in the history of the U.S. market, if I'm not mistaken. 35% in a month. Just boom. And um, from a top. And uh, this went down to minus 413, which is extreme. Way lower than anywhere else on the chart. Over here, uh, we're down, we all, we were minus 297. So we're, um, you know, a little bit more than 100 points away from this extreme low. <clears throat> but look at where we are. Here, we haven't even broken an uptrend line from that low, from that extreme low. Uh, we haven't even broken it, and we're already down here. Here, when we break it, we're probably right about here. Now, um, as I recall, the S&P from this low uh, and where we were had another 300 points to go on the downside. So uh, uh, as this was going back up, the market was coming back down. It's important to remember that. But here's my point. You've already had a big move down, uh, a move back up, and another move down to probably about here, as I recall. I think that's, I can tell you exactly. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly. Let's, let's deal with exact numbers. Uh, the close at, at that, at that low point was uh, 20, 2480. And we went to 2191. So you're almost at 2500 and almost at 22. You're looking at 300 point S&P decline after this low so here's a low i don't know if this is the low maybe we go up and make a lower low that wouldn't surprise me and get down more equivalent to this but look where we are we're down here we don't have the same pattern we do in the nasdaq and i'll show you that we we have a similar pattern but it's difficult to see here here you can see it down up down to about here and then boom and then you finish it off um the problem is, you're, this is extremely oversold. 
Uh, and again, even from this extreme oversold, you went lower. So what I'm saying is you can go lower. The scary part here is you're sitting on a trend line right now. Um, right. And you haven't had this kind of a correction. You can't see, <coughs> excuse me, you can't see this first wave down and this wave up. Now, if we pop it out a little, maybe you can make an argument, but I think you can also make the argument is maybe it hasn't happened yet. But let's look at the NASDAQ because maybe it did happen there. And maybe that's a better thing to look at if it did happen. So here's a McClellan oscillator on the NASDAQ. By the way, that I showed that on the S&P, the McClellan oscillator is actually on the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, but here, it's on the on the NASDAQ uh, directly. Um, the other one was, uh, instead of using a, a NYSE chart, I was using the S&P just because it's kind of the standard benchmark. Um, and it's a pretty good comparison. Here it's, here it's an exact comparison because it's on the NASDAQ. And over here, here's our high. Um, doesn't look like much with, with all this going on. But this is a, a heck of a correction. You're you're going from uh, what a little bit under ten thousand down to uh, below seven thousand. So you're looking at similar numbers percentage-wise, certainly. Here, oh, uh, let me uh, let me change out to my uh, my Nasdaq chart over here, and I can give you some numbers. Uh, here on the Nasdaq, at that low we were looking at uh, minus 326. I'm sorry, minus, excuse me, minus 418 um, over here. So, uh, and, and where are we now? Uh, we are now at minus 346. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's that's right. real time as we speak. Right. Over here, we were at 342 when I printed it out. But the low that we were at just on uh, December 1st was minus 389. And minus 389 compared to uh, this low of, what did I say, 413, 418? Uh -huh. 418. We're, we're real close on the NASDAQ. Well, the NQ cash market right now as we speak is down almost two and a half percent it's down 370 points on the day 372 yeah, points on the day leading the way down yeah and i had a I had a different channel in here actually the russell i think the russell's really leading the way down uh it's down well no the nq's down more than the russell uh but all four of the major indices are deeply in the red yeah, I'm looking, I mean, you mean today. Uh, yeah, the percentages, the, uh, the, the, everything's making a bit of a rally. Well, not much. Look at the S&P, it's back down again. It, the S&P is down about one and a quarter percent. The Dow's down about a half a percent. The NASDAQ's down 2.4 percent. The, um, I can't see what, uh, I believe this is the SOX is down uh, a little bit under one percent, and the uh, and and the Russell is down two and a quarter percent. So the Nasdaq is leading briefly, but the the um, the Russell's right behind it. What if if we were to break this 
And when you're down in the hole like this, the, the thinking process is, no, gosh, you, you're not going to break it here. Uh, how could you? You're Look how oversold you are. And look at this decline. It's monumental. I mean, this is this is the definition of oversold. Right. And, and, and you look at this, you, you, if you want to look at the channel, here's a channel. It parallels off here. So that's that's a channel. We've come down to a load just like our other channel. How in the world can you consider shorting here when you look at stocks like Roku and and PayPal, which are good companies mm -hmm. that have lost, what, 50 percent of PayPal, 310 to I don't know, 182, I think it was the other, don't, don't know what it's at today, but you know, monumental correction. How do you short that? <clears throat> you don't, and, you buy the dip. Yeah, and the question is, um, maybe you don't, but what happens if this gets broken and this oversold market, according to this, <clears throat> is sitting on here like a lead ball? It's, yeah, it's I mean, not it, it, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy the dip today. I would wait to see some signs of a recovery first before I bought. But you're still buying the dip. You're just coming out of the dip. You know. Yeah, and the question is, crashes happen from lows. Mm -hmm. We're 34 Fibonacci years from the 19, the last time we had a flash crash. I mean, this this is the definition of a flash crash, kind of. You, you lose 35% in a month, but um, you did every bit of that in uh, 1987. Um, you know, I guess on the Dow, you lost 41%, but you didn't lose it in a month. You lost it from, uh, you lost it from uh, August 25th to October 19th and 20th but again you did lose a pretty good percentage of it and you may have lost this in that decline from October 2nd uh, or whatever it was October 2nd or 3rd as I recall to the intraday uh, you you were probably down more than this so that's still the flash crash I think because that happened even quicker than this uh, we're 34 Fibonacci years from that date and ironically the low of that was December 4th, tomorrow. So it's a perfect 34-year Fibonacci anniversary tomorrow, and which Interesting. And, uh, fortunately the market's not open tomorrow. But, but you know, does that mean do we break and get truly oversold? Because here, from this oversold level, remember this was about here, and you had another 300 S&P points to go before this decline was over. Right. And now we've got the same attrition, uh, even more so. Yeah, but we haven't broken. You said S&P, so but you meant NQ, right? Yeah. Okay. Does this mean that we're really... Uh, uh, the the bigger picture is that we should break here. By the way, you've got a head and shoulders pattern here you that do. projects down to fifteen thousand two hundred. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, and in fact, that been... if that low that low that you have right at your bottom trend line here, yeah, if you were able to draw a line, a horizontal line to the left from that low, it would be that previous swing high. High. Exactly. That on the Nasdaq, that's exactly uh -huh. right. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, so, so that. So that's a real you know, good reason for that area to hold as support. What was once resistance becomes support. We'll see. Now here's the chart we looked at yesterday. I'll just bring this over. 
real quickly. Okay. Here's what we were looking for, looking at yesterday. And this is kind of ugly because, I mean, this goes all the way back to that March low. Uh, and this is just from the October 4th low of a couple months ago. Um, but we came down here um, and then we opened here and closed up here with yesterday's rally. And then yesterday we opened here and now we're down here and we can't rally. I mean, typically on Friday, and of course the day's not over, they just run it up out of nowhere for no reason or anything else, uh, maybe because uh, that's what they want to do. But I don't know if they're going to run it up or if they're going to break this and then a bunch of sellers are going to come in. And and while we were this oversold in, in 2020 and are even more so now, at least on the NASDAQ, uh, and then the decline continued until it got truly oversold. I mean, we're we're truly oversold now. But boy, the question is, do you go in and buy PayPal or Square or something? I mean, I guess if you had unlimited funds, you go in and buy a bunch of those stocks and then you short the S&P and the NASDAQ and uh, see which one uh, works for you. But, yeah, you know, boy, that, that's, that, gets, that gets complicated. Yeah, I mean, it's just, this is, it's so difficult. Uh, I mean, that's what I was going to, is interested to see what you think. Look at this. This is ugly. And and for something that should be bought, coming down to a trend line, having a 50% retracement, at least from, from here, uh, October, uh, you got to get a bounce. And I guess the market could say, well, you did. You got one here and you got one here. So there's your bounce. Well, and by the way, what is, what is that retracement? Um, but, well, I'm sure well, I'm sure it's three eight two percent, if not more, huh? Um, uh, on the NQ right there. Yeah, I'm a, just eyeballing I think it's, it. I think it's. Uh, I don't think it's quite I, fifty yet. Yeah, I. It's probably not. I. Uh, let's see. I've got that. I don't have an NQ daily chart running anywhere. Here, let me let me see if I, I can. I, I can, can. I can. I can bring up an NQ daily chart. Uh, this. What am I? This is the S and P. So let's now, see. We're what seeing we the Nasdaq chart. Oh, I'm sorry. You are. Uh, that's right. Um, my my apologies. Uh, okay. Let's um, let's let me uh, remove something. I'll bring that other chart back again. Let me. Uh, I'll get the. We know we went down to a fifty percent retracement. I'll get that out of the way. And let me bring this chart back over. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, I'm over here looking at one thing and mm -hmm. talking about that. Here, this move from here to here uh, to the high had a 50% correction right down to there mm -hmm. uh, two, day, two days ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a 50% retracement. From here to here, the 50% retracement is here. Now, frequently, folks, you know, that's what's called reverse fibs. Traditionally, you're taught to draw your fibs from the low to the high, but you can also draw your fibs from the high to the low. And the term we use for that is reverse fibs. I was taught that by my first guru many years ago. So, yeah. And um, by the way, uh, of course, in a bear market, it's really not a reverse fib. It's um, in, a, in a bull market. Uh, it's a reverse fib, but once you get in the bear market, it becomes 
the, and who knows if we're in a bear market or not, but it, uh, there's an argument to be made by the uh, uh, ratio adjusted summation index being under 500 when we made this high here. So that, that that's when other true market tops have happened. So it, it, it looks to me like we, this is probably now pretty good, uh, pretty good probability that it is the high, but who knows uh, in, in the rigged market that we've got. But lots of times in a weak market, you'll retrace, <laughs> there's my Elmer Fudd voice, you'll retrace, <laughs> you'll retrace. <laughs> you waskily wabbit. Uh, wabbit. Anyway, uh, what will happen is that you'll retrace somewhere in between the 38 and 50% retracement in a weak market. And we did that, and now we're back down here. Mm -hmm. So I'm spooked on this thing. And and then, you know, this rule number one. This thing looks like it could drop to 43.50. Uh, this chart that you got up, right? Which, what chart do you got up Oh, now? this one? Well, The one I had? The... Ye no, yeah. Uh, 43.50 looks like a spot. If, if we break the current low on this chart, then the next level of support I see is just below 43.50, down right above that trend line. Just move your cursor to the left. Yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, the low of that candle right there. That's support. Yeah. That, that should potentially that be is, good for a That's your old, your old wave four low. Uh, are you doing a Fibonacci for that or just... Um... Uh, just no, I'm just I'm support. just eyeballing market structure. You're coming up and then coming down to that support, and boom. Well, I mean, that's the last place the market sellers took it down, and then buyers made a stand right below 4350 right. and drove that thing right. all the way up. So when price gets back to that same area again, and important prices, important areas are almost always tested. When price gets back down to that low of that candle. It should give you one heck of a bounce. That's without fibs. Yeah. That's that's just looking at the structure of the market itself. And and the other thing that the market will tend to to go down to once it breaks is a prior wave for low, which is right here. So you know this 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 is uh, whatever that. Uh, now now uh, you've gone out of my wheelhouse. Uh, when you guys start talking waves and counting, I just want to go. To the, yeah. I just want to go to the. Well, beach. I just. 4278 or whatever i mean the the they they the elliot thing is when you break you tend to go down to uh to a prior wave for low and of course this this point right here is right in that area you're certainly you know this is this is certainly uh, in the area i'm um, learning challenged when it comes to fibs and elliot waves i just have never invested the time and energy to to learn it uh because I, I've got enough right now that I, that I truly understand. I, I just, I don't need any more things. Not that they're bad oh, things. Yeah. So, you know, I know that lots of people do great things with uh, Elliott Wave and... Uh, well, no, I just brought it up too. because it's, uh, uh, it's in the same vicinity of your target. Yeah. So what it's, what it's saying is that uh, here in yet another type of methodology Pointing would suggest. Same, yes, that type of congruence, folks, is so important. When you have two different, completely different types of methodologies and strategies pointing at the same general area, which I call an important price, important area, okay? Because I use a different strategy on the CTAs as I do on the Logic 247. And when they both point at the same number, that's where you find your best trades. 
So. Yeah, and over here, your support, as as uh, Dwayne was saying, is back here at this prior high, and we're we're there. We're there. Um, we are there. And this, and you have this channel here uh -huh. uh, suggesting it as well. Your next support, uh, again, uh, you probably look at low, this point right down there, here. About 14,500, roughly, I guess. Yeah, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Now, the other couple things I wanted to show you that uh, this is the chart we looked at yesterday. And I don't know where we are now. Where, where, where are we? We're uh, we're really pressing it, I would guess, because the Dow's the Dow's moved back down. The S and P is down sixty six points, so we're we've got to be below that. Um, yeah, forty five oh nine is that where we are? Hang yeah, on. we. I'm, I'm pulling up my chart right now to take a look. Yeah, Maybe we're we're below that line, um, so it's uh, it's daily S and P. Oh yeah, we're just we're at the bottom of the window, guys. Um, now I'm and, then, and we're, then so we're at we're at that fifty percent fib retracement. Okay, right here, guys, it's make or break. If we take out the low at if we take out the low at forty four, hang on, forty four ninety seven. If we take out forty four ninety seven. There's a real good possibility we're going to head to the 62% fib at 44.43 or 44.44. And by the way, that's a nice 30-point trade at $50 a point. That's $1,500 per contract traded. If you've earned the right to trade 10 contracts, that's 15 grand. Yeah. Now look at this. This is the beginning of this bull market, and look look where we are and it's like well we're thinking about buying the market right here now frankly anywhere along here uh with the exception of here and uh but anywhere along here you're fine buying so it's saying you know it doesn't matter that you've gone from what did we go from 667 is that what the isn't that what that low was there to you know it's, it's incredible to 45 what time frame I mean, chart is that this is 2009 low. Oh, uh, it here. was 666, as I recall. That's, that's right, yeah. Uh, uh, it was, that's exactly right. And look at the move here. I mean, if it, if it was 1,000, you're up four and a half times. <laughs> wow. So it's 666, you're, you know, another third factor <laughs> more than that. You know, that that's, uh, that's huge. You know, uh, some people consider the number 13 to be quote-unquote unlucky. Uh, in Japan, buildings don't even have a 13th floor. It goes from 12 to 14. Personally, yeah. I 13's always been real good to me in a number of occasions. Yeah. So, to, to me, it's uh, <laughs> it's just just a number. And it's but, always but 420, at, and it's always 420 somewhere. Yeah, look at this. Some this of is you got that, and some of you didn't, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. But uh, look at this. Uh, you've got... Um, You've got this enormous move, but let me show you the most amazing chart I've seen in a long time. Nary a bear. <laughs> this, uh, let me show you what this is. The right X have a bull bear ratio, and I, I don't remember which. They use one of their major bull fund and their major bear fund, yeah. and they take a ratio of how much uh, is in, in, uh, in each. 
and uh, this is the leveraged bull bear ratio funds. This is just regular, you know, I buy the S&P, I short the S&P essentially. Yeah, and those, that's leverage, those leveraged things, they worry me. It's like, you know, help me lose my money even quicker kind of thing. Well, let me show you, uh, yeah, let me show you the sentiment here. This, this is 60 to one bullish, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, and that this is actual money in their funds, and they're uh, obviously decent sized funds. This no, is historically the how historically the markets do rally into Christmas. I mean, a lot of hedge funder oh, hedge fund uh, managers uh, year end bonuses depend on us. Well, we've had a this, great year, so whether we rally into the holiday or not, they've got to at least keep it up at these levels, or they yeah. may not be buying that new home in the Hamptons. Yeah, the strongest um, uh, quarter of the year where each month historically is up is the fourth quarter. Uh, people don't believe that because they think of, oh, what about those October crashes? And I said, that's exactly the point. They're October crashes. They usually end in October. And uh, by the time you get to the end of the month, you've had a significant recovery. So October, November, and December historically are all positive months on average and the strongest month is um, is december and uh, three weeks out of the four weeks in december are usually again this is seasonal average are usually positive weeks now i think this three is, years ago we had the worst december since 1932 i think it was three years ago i could be off a year or two but I remember we talked oh, yeah, about it. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was just, it, it was. It was at Christmas of 2018. Okay. That was when your, okay. your, low, your low was made on Christmas Eve. Yeah. 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 You're exactly right. And then uh, <clears throat> when the market opened the day after Christmas, uh, it took off like a rocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was huge. Now, this, this one I wanted to all end with this, but this is Rydex Leverage Bull Bears Fund. So this is, this is people who, uh, you know, uh, if uh, you know, I'm 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 bullish. I just want to have uh, representation in the S and P, and so I'll, I'll buy that. And the and the guy says I'm bearish. I just think the S and P is going to go down, so I want to play that. Uh, we are sixty to one on the bull side on this. Now the leverage, it's a different deal because the leverage people are saying. I am so confident that the market is going up. I want to have a leveraged position. And these people are, I'm so confident that the market's going down. I want to take a leveraged position. Now, the, the bulls to bears in this case of leverage is 80, whatever that is, 82. I can't remember the article, but it's, it's 82, 85, it's, whatever. It's, well, 60, that's 70. It's about that distance. So it's about a half or three. Let's call it 82 or three. 82 or three to one. That's your ratio. 80 to one. Now, three or four to one is enough to, in my view, uh, do I take the position? Yeah. And my and I go, gee, I don't know. Do I have a three or four to one reward risk ratio? Yeah. And if I do, then I take the position. You know, if, I mean, I, if I, I've, I've ever somebody... seen irrational exuberance, that's got to be it. But 
This, uh, this is the, the, the greatest, I'm sure it's the greatest in history. I, I, I don't think there's, there's ever been anything like this. And the, and the Rydex is, a, is the Rydex bull bear ratio is a, is a respected ratio. I mean, it's, it's a respected ratio uh, because they offer bull and bear funds for so long. It's something that they've been able to look at for a long time. So if you're, if you're looking for a sentiment, uh, boom, there it is. Here's a comment from the audience. Uh, Jack shared this a little bit ago. Insiders have sold a record $69 billion in stock from Microsoft to Jeff Bezos and even Elon Musk. Yes, that's a, a great insiders point. Insiders start selling, look out. Yeah, I mean, and this is, this point is um, uh, it, 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 something I uh, mentioned um, in a, in the observations I'm going to put out, but let me bring up Microsoft because this is, uh, now here's what's, isn't it interesting that all these globalist owned companies are, you know, fine. Uh, here, let me let me pull hey, up have you chart seen here. that video it, you might have been the one that sent it to me that shows how all the different companies out there if you follow the money they're ultimately all owned by like three or four different people or organizations if you follow the money oh trail. uh yeah vanguard it, uh this vanguard company owns this company stock which owns this company stock yeah <laughs> Vanguard, State Street, and BlackRock. Now look at this. Here's a chart. Uh, let me show you this one. This is Microsoft. Is, is that this, a head and shoulders? Is this real time? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we're right yeah, at the this neckline. This is Microsoft. We're right at the and neckline. We're probably, well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know I, how I you would draw it. Here, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking and, at the neckline down where that gap up was. I'm right looking, here. I'm looking. Yeah, because yeah. you could draw but a horizontal line from. Go ahead. Tip of a head and shoulders, though, you're probably going to go, uh, uh, yeah. you know, shoulder, neckline. You know, and, and the projection is from this line to here down. If we, you can break, make the argument. If we fill that gap that we can see right there on that chart, exactly. and we're probably yeah. headed down back to 280. Yeah, I mean, you get down here and... Um, you know that's that's probably where it is. But here's the point in in what your 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 person mentioned. Um, the uh, I believe he's an Indian fellow. I forget his name. Um, but he sold fifty percent of his stock. And and this guy, I mean, he's the CEO of the company. Right. You're excuse me. You're selling fifty percent of your stock. Hello. I mean, mm -hmm. what? You're the CEO. You, know, you don't don't you hold these things throughout your life and mm -hmm. maybe uh, you've got so much maybe why don't you just sell you know 10,000 shares times 318 dollars and 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 get your millions of dollars and doesn't that take care of you did he do it all at once well I, uh, yeah he sold a, as i recall the number was 144 million dollars that he sold wow that he's now liquid with 144 million so, um, and that's part but, of why the price is lower today. I mean, one of many reasons. But let's do let's do this while we're at it. Just I mean, just for fun. Let's 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 put some perspective on here. Oh, <laughs> well, look at that. Well, excuse me. Uh, now uh, here's you know, your. I might take some money off the table too. Uh, here you go. Here you are. Fourteen was your low. Can you believe that? Mm, no. Here it is, and this is two thousand nine. I know. 
I and had now I had fourteen dollars in two thousand nine. I could have I could have bought me a share of that stock. Exactly, and and it would have been it it went up to uh, what are three hundred and fifty dollars or whatever. I don't okay. know if there've been any splits along the way. Uh, does there, there's, yeah. does these account for split adjusted prices? Is that how this chart works? Oh yeah, I mean okay. this would this okay. would be the the whole deal. But 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 look, does that not define a parabolic pattern? I mean, it's uh, the craziest thing I've ever seen. Uh, look at this. Here's your classic. This this draws parabolics. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, I mean, this thing is even more. I mean, what that says. I mean, here's here's a classic parabolic line. Now, the what's it saying? It's saying that. Well, you know, here it's falling along parabolic. You know, here it's a little weaker, and now you're you're even above it. But now you've I gotten mean, on the right side of it. Well, yeah, uh, and that can happen at other times. I mean, to be fair about this, you can you can move this down. Well, uh, if you, well, apparently I can't move it down, but <laughs> it can be, it can, it be, can moved be moved down. Okay. I get, I get yeah, there point. you go. I mean, let's say if you come here now and you're to the, to the right and it turns around and goes back up. So, I mean, maybe this thing is just going to go to the moon and uh, it's foolish to even talk about it, but uh, to the, what the gentleman said, the guy sold half his stock. Wow. And where did he sell it? Sold it, you know, up here. Mm -hmm. And here you are. I, I mean, yeah. where's your risk? <laughs> when you, And what happens, and by the way, what happens with parabolics? <clears throat> now, I don't know if it's going to happen in the New World Order when these people take everything over. I, uh, I it probably won't make any difference. I guess at that point, you literally own the world. You know, we had a double top in the S&P uh, in the year 2000 and the year 2008, I believe it is. There's a double top down there. It's never been tested from above. Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. Uh, yeah. I know I've shown you that chart before. So, it's it, guys, this isn't a forecast that we're going back to the 2008 high or the 2007 high, it's not a forecast, it's an observation. Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. And that double top from the tech bubble to the real estate bubble, okay, has never been tested from above. Let's uh, do this. Uh, here's your parabolic move. Now, again, this is Microsoft. And you've come back and you've tested back to here. Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking at the NASDAQ, you kind of corrected the whole darn thing for the most part. And you're doing a, having an opportunity to do it again here. Let's just let's do that for fun. Um, okay, let's uh, let's. Let's do this. Okay, so uh, this is the cash uh, NASDAQ? Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, let me just, let's put some time on this. That will be more than enough. Yeah, see, here's your, your parabolic move coming out of here in, in 95. And you've There's come back and, and retraced. 
this is this is an 80 83 and a half percent correction from here to here okay mm -hmm. so you've come back 83 percent and that's down you know about here so i mean you're 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 retracing certainly most of the move um this is not parabolic this is this is when they did the tech stock here they went into the blue chips they're back in the tech stocks again can you change this, the symbol <clears throat> to the s p for a minute when you're done explaining what you're explaining oh yeah i was going to do this let's 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 uh, let's just for fun uh, well not fun yet let's see that's not what i want uh that's what i want if I go from here, um, boom, there's your parabolic. Mm -hmm. Your parabolic here goes back to 2008, and it goes up like that. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing, you know, here it is. Here's what happened. Here it is. Here's what happened. Did the guy sell 50% over here? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I, you know, my point is I doubt it um now s p yeah yeah and i want to be able to see back to 2000. so i don't know if you let's monthly, monthly 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 chart yeah monthly chart. Like similar chart yeah let's yeah. do that it's going to be a, it's a it, different it's a little different little ball game shrink it up just a little Month. bit scrunch it and up. hang oh and let me uh let me do this let me just take it back a little bit uh, so we can. Okay. Well, let's let's do this. Okay, there we go. Perfect. All right. So, guys, you see the high of two thousand where the tech crash happened, and then you see the high of two thousand seven eight, right? And we crashed again, and then we took off. Now that level of 2000 that level of 2007 it that that level got tested twice from below it's never been tested from above so am i saying there is a potential for price for the s p to fall all the way down to test that line he just put in uh it's not a forecast but boy have i got my eyes on it because i do believe it's possible it won't it won't happen overnight it, the price never travels in a straight line but i think it's a reality and i think most people you know you got guys in the market now you got traders on wall street you got money managers they've never seen a bear market they don't know how to they don't they don't know how to trade a bear market they don't know how to react Oh, the, uh, I would say, I, and I don't know what the numbers is, but that's a very, very good point. Uh, you have probably got half the people in the market now who um, uh, who have never seen a bear market. Go ahead. Give me call just one second. Yeah. Hi, James. Um, I'm just completing. Anything urgent? Yeah. I'll give you a buzz back in just a couple minutes, okay? Uh, I think we, uh, let's see, I'm on the uh, daily here. Mm -hmm. uh, the it's, we got down market. to a, a, a lower low, uh, 4506. That's a 50% uh, Feb retracement of the last leg up. 
That's yes. what we're looking at. Yeah, and uh, from here. Uh-huh, from October 1st low. Uh, on the yeah, cash yeah. market, uh, the day's, I think, October 4th, but on the futures market, the low came in on October 1st. Right, that's correct. And uh, let's just see on the really short term here. Let's see. Uh, I mean, just out of curiosity, if, if there's any, uh, let's do that. Uh, let's You know what? I can put your, um, let's, uh, well, let's see. I'm going to have to you, dash here in a minute. I've got to run oh, yeah. my car in the shop. Oh, yeah. Me, uh, me too. Thank you for, uh, yeah. Uh, you're getting a, uh, is this a divergence? Doesn't look like it. No, well, no, but it's close. If we got a little bit lower, and we've turned here, we've got ourselves a divergent buy signal here. And I guess the real question is, will it do anything? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if it doesn't do anything, mm -hmm. then you're kind of kind of concerned. That, and, and it's a horrible place to, you know, they say, you know, never short a bottom. But um, the other side of that is crashes happen from lows, not highs. So you can always sell it, low and buy back lower. Yeah, <laughs> true. Hey, well, I know you've got stuff to do. Thank you Let's, so um, much for coming on, guy uh, Garrett. We really appreciate it, and all the audience sends their thanks. And I know I'll talk with you uh, either over the weekend or next. Yeah, week. let's let's do over the weekend. I, I yeah. I've been uh, uh, not not remiss. I just haven't had uh, I've had stuff get in the way, and I really want to do this weekend because. Uh, okay. I think there's this stuff we're talking about here yeah. is really, really something. So thanks so much. Uh, happy time. holidays to, to everybody. Hope everybody's enjoying the holiday season and being healthy and happy. Thanks, Garrett. God bless, brother. <laughs> thanks, man. Bye. Okay. Uh, we've already covered all the markets. Here's the S&P back down to the 50. Remember, guys, the, more, the, the question we asked this morning in the live trading room that you guys, most of you got right, was that the market was headed lower because that's what the chart told us was happening. The chart tells us what the next high probability move is once you learn how price flows, and that's what we teach you when you become a passport holder. So now that we're at the 50, the question that we posed in the room is, do we get another bounce? See, this is the Friday candle, the Thursday candle, the Wednesday. Wednesday, we hit the 50. Thursday, yesterday, we caught a huge bounce. And now here's Friday, back down to the 50. Does it hold a second time? The 38 only held once, okay? The 50 so far is holding for a second time. Now, I can't stress this enough. Institutional traders, deep pockets, hedge fund managers, they watch daily charts like we watch the smaller time frame charts, okay? There's not one of them out there that is not aware that on the last leg up, we're at a 50% Fib retracement for the second time. Now, you would think they'd be buying the heck out of it because... What happened the last time we hit the 50? Whew. 
But nobody's rushing in to buy this market at the 50. If we take out this 50, 44.90 down to 44.50, that's a nice 40-point trade. At $50 a point, that's $2,000 per contract traded. Something to think about. Okay, if you want to become a part of our Happy Camper family, our Happy Camper trading family, get your passport at eminifuturestrading.com. We signed up our first crash test dummy. Just kidding, no offense. Uh, we beta, we're beta testing with one guy right now on the TradingView platform with our indicators. And we appreciate you very much for doing that, for taking on that responsibility. And in the immediate future, you know, probably before Christmas, uh, it will be released to the world. Okay, that's going to change CFRN in a lot of ways. Since our inception in 2005, we've been futures only. But now we're entering the world, not only of futures, but stocks and options and using your Daniels trading account you can still use the TradingView platform which you can trade off of from any internet connected browser anywhere in the world that is true trading freedom now if you're already a passport holder we'll give you a date okay if you're already a passport holder when the transition happens, you'll never pay another dime, okay? Because you already have a lifetime passport. And a passport is a lifetime access to everything we do, everything we've ever done, and all the stuff we're going to do in the future, okay? I know it sounds like a sales pitch. I'm doing my best. You should get your passport now. Don't delay. Give yourself an early Christmas gift. Go to eminifuturestrading.com because the passport is going to become much more valuable because folks will have access to our trading methodology and our indicators, not only on futures, but also on stocks and options. So with a couple mouse clicks, you can become a passport holder. That's lifetime membership, everything a trader needs, all under one roof, one low price. You're either going to be in one of these two groups, the 9 out of 10 who fail or the 1 out of 10 who succeeds. Now, I can't guarantee your success because I don't know how hard you're going to work. I don't know if you're going to follow the rules. But I know that if you have a passport and if you show up for class and you ask lots of questions, at least you have a shot at being the 1 out of 10. What we offer you is a living, breathing instructor every day in an interactive environment for two hours from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Michael or Valerie is putting on taking off trades, explaining every trade they take, why they took it, what the rule is behind it, and answering your questions as you trade along in SIM until you qualify to actually go live, okay? Every trading day along with the group training, unlimited one-on-one -on -one mentoring with myself, Michael, Valerie, Bert. You just have to book a session. 
You will learn our proprietary methodology and strategy, which works just as good for stocks and options as it does for futures. Our indicators, same thing. Plus, you'll have access to all the alerts, the Logic 247, around-the-clock e-mini alert service, the CTAs, the concierge trade alerts, and, of course, you've probably wondered, will there be Logic alerts on certain stocks? Well, that's a great question. Uh, put it on your wish list when you send it to Santa this year, and you might just get what you want. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decisions.